and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk About It with Lani and Wani. We are here at the Bella Vista Hotel in the Hills Podcast Studio and we're ready to chat. Hello. Hey. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how um, some podcasts, they have like an introduction to themselves? Yeah. What would you say about yourself? Honestly. Hey, it's Lani the... I don't know. I just say I'm Tlani and I'm here. I don't have anything else to add right no. now. You know how like people describe themselves? Yeah. What's yours? Um I would say I'm like the resident realist, maybe borderline <laughs> pessimist. I yeah. Professional T Sibar. I would agree. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, like you know what my oh shit. Okay. My thing is like I, I when I listen to it, I'm definitely bringing like a different perspective in terms of like I'm like, what's the point? Mm. Which is low key pessimistic. Yeah, but, but I think realistic. I think realism and pessimism sort of like go hand in hand. And so it's like sugars. it's not like I have absolutely no hope. Yeah, it's just like okay, you have this opinion, but like here is the real facts. Like here is yeah. what's actually happening. So it's like okay, now that you're pointing out the real like the real stuff that's going mm. on, it's like that's a little bit like okay, what? So there's no hope for any of us. I'm like that's not what I'm saying. It's just I'm just saying this is the real. This is like the real life events that are happening. Yeah. To what you are striving for, or what your goals are, or whatever yeah. it is that we're talking about. It's like I'm trying to bring to the table what are the actual <laughs> obstacles in the way. In the way, yeah. And that's what people just skim past. Yeah. They, and they, I don't, that's my thing. So, but you I know, resident realist. Pessimist, pessimist and realist can be confused because it depends on your point of view. So some people yeah. might be like, you're so pessimistic. Whereas other people who are also realistic would be like, no, that was just very realistic. Whereas I feel like you bring hope. <laughs> yeah. Like the faith and the hope. And I'm like, yeah. But I think point? because I also take into consideration like I think you take into consideration the barriers that are in the way of people reaching their goals, which is mainly capitalism. And some people might be like, "Oh, here we go, negative Nancy." But I'm just like, "What? The majority of the population have yeah. to go through that neg- not negativity, but like those barriers trials, and obstacles yeah. and trials and tribulations. There are more people going through that than actually reaping the benefits of this system. So I'm yeah. going to speak on behalf of the people that are struggling. Yeah. Whereas I think I come from like. This is, I don't know, like yours is more like the structural um, boundaries. Everything that I bring up is political because yeah. I everything is political with me. Whereas mine is more like, I, I think on an individualistic scale, like you may not reach your success because you have trauma. Whereas you'll be like, your trauma is because it's of a the result way of that, this, this and this. Yeah, because yeah. of the way that the that we're being run. So how so. would you describe yourself? So I'm, yeah, yeah, resident realist. Well, I like the term pessimist. that Flex uses for herself, which she's a professional opinion haver. But I think I don't know. I just I want to be like Tinkerbell and like sprinkle little dust of, of hope. But then I also sometimes I'm like realistically that's not gonna. Happen. I'm like I'm not giving anyone any false hope. Not false hope, it's but all I downhill think it's from here. <laughs> I don't think mine's false hope. I think mine's just. I think I'm an understander. So I don't agree with a lot of people, but I understand. Yeah. To some extent, I am very understanding and I'll actively yeah. listen to you, but I'm also but going also to give you like, the points. I'm also going to give you the facts yeah. behind why it is that you're feeling like that. I'm a bit of a like people that. pleaser though. So that's where I struggle. Mm. I understand. And sometimes, but I'm also like, is it my place? Do I, do I, do I do this or not? I mean, you can do what you want. It's just depending on how, how people take it. Yeah. But I think yeah. I've been received badly so much that I'm just like, I'm just mm, 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 up to you. 
Mm-hmm. So I'll think of my answer, and by the next episode, I'll know my title. Description. My description, yeah, that's my just bio. How I'm, that's me. Because I can't even decide on a bio on Instagram. Neither can you, because I always get notifications when you change and you tag. Um, oh, yeah, I changed my page. Instagram name. I can't, yeah, like, what's my bio? What I never you- actually use my middle name, but I then I'm like, oh. This is me. I'm just like, oh, I don't really want to have like my full government name. So I'm just going to like, oh, it's still my government name, but yeah, whatever. But it's not your last name. Anyway, yeah. see, I changed my last name on Instagram because fuck everybody. Yeah, I can never pick a bio. <laughs> I'm just like, how do I describe in like how many characters who I am? It also depends mm. on the week. Like some, like one time I think my, my bio was literally like, sometimes I post funny shit. Sometimes I post sad shit. Like it is what it is. I'm not even really um, active when it comes to posting. I used yeah. to I used to post like every day, every two days, and now I'm like, oh, I'll just post on my story. Ah, uh, yeah, I post on my kids and I archive them because I want people to see them, and then I'm like, and now they're gone. Yeah, because I'm trying to be more conscious in how much I post them. Because okay. it must be weird as a like, it's gonna be weird for all these kids when they grow up in twenty years and people are like I've seen you before. Or like when they're a baby and they're full profess like. Parent, okay, this oh is my, my God, thing. Yeah. You know when parents are like confessing their love for their child, like the child just open, just barely has formulated an idea of what their parents look like. They don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. But, you know, I whatever, I can't understand. I cut like, down the caption because I was like, I could just write this in a birthday card. Yeah. That's like, that's like you know, I'm not going to like profess my love to my mum on my Instagram because I'm I don't know she doesn't she doesn't look at Instagram. Yeah. Why the hell would I do that's so performative of me to be like this whole long ass caption of my mom or you know yeah. my partner and stuff like that. I'm like I'll just text it to you. But you know I've actually got it like one day I don't know who it was I've got four parents but someone was like but you didn't post anything and I was like because I saw you. Yeah. I saw you and I said happy birthday. I'm done posting. It's a lot more meaningful to me like a, a text message like a personal text personal, message yes. or a dm rather than like a post where yeah. ev- like it's performative for everybody to see yeah borderline me and social media i don't know i really want to detach myself from social media i wish i could i'd be really wanting to get on i'm Instagram definitely i'm addictive again. like i'm the- addicted 100 percent. like i tell myself oh yeah i'm gonna delete this this and that i'm fucking addicted to that shit yeah i like it actually i'm kind of getting over instagram but i like it i need it for the podcast what yeah so that's yeah. why I was like, oh, okay. yeah. I got on Facebook. I'm on Facebook. It's been a week and it doesn't really make a difference to my life. Like a couple of people texted me like, I try to tag you and I'm like, just send it to me then. Oh, Facebook. I just have so many boomers on Facebook. Uh, so it's yeah. really easy for me to just delete that shit. But I like all the groups that I'm part of. So that's what I'm missing. Uh-uh. I'm, I'm such a mum. Like I that. could live without it. No, I've got like about 12 groups that I'm really like gonna log in probably just screenshot some shit and then close again how are you feeling after our last drop so <laughs> i don't it's i don't know when this is gonna come out maybe next week next week it'll be two weeks from like our broken families episode yeah how are you feeling after like the feedback and and whatnot it was a bit triggering to re-listen yeah i when that came out i didn't really post like um promote it like usually when we uh, have an episode yeah. i'll be like put it on my page and yeah. stuff like that i didn't really do it i didn't really want people to listen to it in but all honesty <laughs> in all honesty i didn't really want um people listening to it so yeah. i wasn't really big on putting it on my stories but i like, listen yeah. in it's out oh, blah 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 i was like i think it's just because i was emotional in it and i'm an emotionalist bitch and to I listened to it when I was editing it and I cried again when I was yeah. um, when I was editing it. 
same emotions came through and then when I uploaded it I got you to listen to it and even yeah. you were saying that you know you could just, feel the same emotions yeah. coming through like that was it I hadn't listened to it again after yeah. I edited it and then you listened to it that was it um yeah. and then honestly I've forgotten majority of what what was, we, what was said yeah. for the basis I know why I was crying but like yeah. I, I can't remember how the story came out and stuff like that yeah. And I, I feel like I should have um, probably given a timeline as to my story of like neglect. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't. I think I just said it. It's not like my entire childhood I was neglected. I would say like from the years of like five to nine, mm-hmm. those were like the the most the, the, the pivotal years of that happening or that yeah. struggle happening in that story. So it's not like it was like from when I was a baby <laughs> to, to like then, you know yeah. a teenager. It was. Those were like the struggle years for me. Mm-hmm. So that I, I realised that I didn't really mention that in there. Yeah. And it wasn't like an everyday thing either. Yeah. But, but it's still most, enough to... Most days it were was like, that. like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah. Well, when you're emotional like that, it's really about the hard. Details. Yeah. Because I had, I had some of my mum's friends, one in particular, and then I had um, a couple others that were listening in yeah. that weren't really aware or they didn't know yeah. and like obviously I speak of it now because I'm a lot older and I can comprehend and etc cetera, etc cetera. but I think for people that have always been in my life not to know that was happening or how triggering it was yeah. it was sort of like oh wow like we didn't know this was happening blah 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 and it's like yeah because at the time like it's something that you live through you don't really think about it yeah but then when you you have to like paint the picture when you're older you're like oh shit you know what I mean? So it was a little bit triggering for me and for everybody else because, you know, I've been surrounded by heaps of people throughout my lifetime. Yeah. And so for those people to be like, oh, wow, like she was going through this at that age, we didn't know. It is what it is. Yeah. But that could have also been a call to action for them because I'm sure if people just dug a little bit deeper, they could have known. Yeah. That's not saying that they should, like, it's not on them, it's not on anyone, but a lot of things that happen in life, people just take it for face value and that's it yeah like logically do people not think i wonder where ruani is when her mom's at work all the time it would have been very easy to do i was put in daycare and stuff but yeah. you know a single mother paying for daycare herself like yeah. it's not like she could afford that every exactly. fucking day exactly like i would think that of someone close to me and be like what are you doing with your kid yeah because like you said you were surrounded by all these people there was a lot of potential yeah for someone to eventually break your mom down and be like hey I'm here. Like, what do you need? Yeah. And even, like, I, I have mentioned, like, I grew up with my Fijian family and it's, like, that's not my mum's family. Yeah. So, and she was, she's the one that had custody of me. So, do yeah. you honestly think that she's going to tell them, oh, take care of Ronnie because yeah, this is exactly. Or this has been happening. Yeah. You know, she doesn't want to always have to rely on them. Yeah. So, I can understand that. There's just a lot. There's, There's just a lot. lot. Yeah. So, that's my end. What about you? <laughs> um, A lot of my feedback was people who don't know you and were, like, I see why she talks the way she does now. Yeah. So that was good. But like, I was, I, I think I never really questioned why you speak the way you do. Cause I was like, well, we all have shit. Oh, that shit came out in that bloody episode. But a lot of people, <laughs> yeah, because um, a lot of people who know me and they know who I am, they were just like, it was good to see a side of Rwanda we hadn't seen because we didn't yeah. know who she was. Like you, you've spoken about your opinions, but not really about who you are and why you formed your opinions. Yeah. So the context helped people a lot. And they were just like, now, whenever I hear her speak, I know where she's coming from. Yeah. Like that episode really opened it up for that. 
And I guess because I've, I have thrown around in a lot of episodes, you know, my why you're bringing children into the world. Yeah, this, like and I'm that, independent. I can do it on my own. There's reasons behind everything. Yeah, exactly. And I've been waiting for the reason to come because I was like, no one is that burnt without having a reason. Yeah. So it was just a matter of time. But I think it was healthy and it was a good time. I had a lot of like um, people on my side as well because obviously I'm surrounded by a lot of people that are not parents and Uh, to have your perspective as well, like how you really want to be there for your children. Like it was, I think that's what broke me down when I, (laughs) because man, I was already crying listening to you and then it was my turn and I was already crying. Like going, that's why I couldn't really get my story out properly because I was already fucking crying listening to you, like your story. It was just really like, it was really like refreshing to hear a parent, um, you know, wanting to be there for the child and doing everything for their child yeah. and, you know, being there with your partner and, and just making it work. Like as yeah. hard as it is, like making it work. That was really refreshing to yeah. to hear that perspective. And a lot of people on, you know, my friends that listen to this as well, they yeah. were like, oh, okay, it's good to hear that side of you as well. Yeah. So I've noticed just, my parents' side is going to pop up a lot more in the episodes coming. I, I started this podcast and I was like, no, this is my thing. Like I don't want me being a mum to influence it. But the more we talk, the more I realise, like, I need to learn to just be both and be okay with it and not neglect one to, to speak about the other and, like, use both, I guess, to speak about because they're both my lived experiences. Yeah. And that's why, like, I always kind of – now I'm letting myself switch between am I speaking as, like, me the individual or me the parent? But that, And I'm making sure I mention that because I want the context to be there. Like, when I say this, I'm saying this as – I was bullied and that's why I care about this. Or am I saying it as I'm a mum and I care about this because I'm a mum? You know what mm. I mean? So like that, that, I think that's... I know we came into this and you were like, I don't want to make it. Like, I just want to, you know, my own identity after having yeah. children and stuff. But <laughs> your your children are your life at the moment. Yeah. Like, you literally. two are a package, like not three. Yeah. <laughs> four, because you're partner. But like, you guys are like a package deal now. Yeah. So you have to bring them into your experiences. Yeah. Whereas I'm just talking about myself. Which but anyways, is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think last week's episode was very cathartic. The cry was good. Um, yeah, I have been looking. I've been on the hunt. I've been looking around for like actual therapists. I am gonna do yeah. it. Um, I think it's just like narrowing down. I think I um, I have like five that I'm gonna choose from. Okay. So, and also we'll say I want to do it because you can go. To, I've been wanting to do it for ages. Yeah, honestly, me too. But you can always go to your local women's health centres. Yeah, no, I'm 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 willing to pay even if yeah. it's not covered by Medicare. I don't really care. Like I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna pay money. Yeah. for my mental health. But for health. those who can't, yeah, you can. You, you can, can always go to the women's health center, and I'm pretty sure you can go there without needing a referral. You can go there straight away and see what you can get from them. Because women health centers also do contraception, just general women's health, and they've got nurses on there, and they have, um, I think they have the counselors there too. Mm. So that's good because I've looked up women's health centers before because that's also a good place to go for contraception and to actually have a specialist know what they're talking about rather than going to your general GP. And of course they're educated because it's their job, but at a women's health center, they specialize in women's health. So mm. I encourage people to look it up, look up your one because like Liverpool, it's based on councils. So pretty much look in your local area yeah. and they'll have one. They have bookings for different days and different services. So that's something to look into. So that's like a recap of the That's our 15 minute recap. What about, what about, okay, so now we can just talk about what's happening, like the really big, I don't know if you're into it. Um, are you keeping up to date with the um, US election? No, not at all. I, look, I told myself I wasn't going to. I'm like, fuck that country. Um, fuck their politics. Fuck politics in general and governments. But I'm like, I'm in it. I'm in it. They got me. My algorithm got me. I'm in it. Uh, so okay. we're recording this on the 6th of November. 
Yeah. I think the polls close on the 4th of November and they're still like counting votes and stuff. It's just it's watching it yeah. unravel is just entertainment at its finest. But also we in Australia, we, we're getting the very biased um, media. So I'm trying yeah. not to consume it much, but it's really hard because I'm following a lot of people. Like I have family over in America that are like posting about it and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my God, my mental health. <laughs> but um, I don't know, like it, it indirectly affects us yeah. in a way. But I'm just like, wow. To think that I was going to move to America one today. Oh, I wanted to. Oh, no, no, no. Never an option for me. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. Just, yeah. I've seen people posting and, like, a lot of people are invested. And I'm like, cool. Like, I have a girl at work. She has to vote because um, her dad's American. So she automatically gets sent oh, yeah, yeah. the ballot. So they all voted. And um, someone else... Someone else was voting at work as well because I think they were a citizen for a period of time. Yeah, and it's that, bit, yeah. Yeah. I'm like taking it in, but I'm not giving my opinion because I'm Australian. Like I'm yeah. not. I have, and I don't think I have enough behind me to have an informed opinion. Yeah, I'm just, but I'm in it. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe the next, the next episode we can talk about who the next president of America is. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyways... That's that. Anything else that you wanted to add? How are you and your personal, like your personal life? Everything good? Mental health good? Uh, Life good? I stupidly took up a nine day working week because I'm a sucker for, well, I just said. Capitalism. Yeah. Honestly, it's just because I'm a no, I always say no because I have kids and I don't have the capacity to, but this week I had the capacity to. So I was like, fuck it, put me on. And um, yeah, it's, it's been fun. It's only been fun because it was Melbourne Cup and State of Origin. And I love busy days. I thrive off busy times. And I also have been getting a lot of compliments on my service this week, which, of course, is going to make me feel good about myself. <laughs> but I really enjoy customer service and giving good customer service. And mm. I like being run off my feet. And I really like being in that high energy environment where it's like, what can I do for you? Hey, how are you doing? So it's been good for me because I guess it's filled my cup because I've had that whereas you know because of COVID it's been a bit boring sometimes only people leaving the house but we're finally getting people who are willing to leave the house so it's been fun to engage with new people and just I don't know working in hospitality your job is like partly just talking shit partly doing things behind obviously behind the scenes yeah and I'm really good at the talking shit bit so it's been fun just to talk and have a chat and I'm like you know establishing relationships and stuff and yeah Right. Yeah, but I'm also like, no, I'm going to cut down very soon. I know I'm going to within the next month uh, potentially step back from working so much just because I'm tired and my son has been asking to call me at work and I don't like that because, like, I want to just be able to be there. He doesn't need to call me. Yeah. And, yeah, I just – I, I picked up – I started working a lot more after COVID because we needed it. And I knew what it felt like to be on a shift where there's not many people, and I hate it. So I was like, you know what? After COVID, shit's a bit crazy. We need the extra hands. I'll help out. But as we get – you know, things are getting a bit more normal, I, ne- I know I need to push myself to not be comfortable and just stay Yeah. in the five-day working week. Because I picked hospitality as an industry because I know that I can still have a life – and be home with my kids and still work eight hours because I'm willing to do the later hours, mm-hmm. which is fine because I, I prefer to be home during the daytime because we can do more. We go out, we do this, we do that. But coming up to summer, I'm not going to be spending my 
you know, we can go to the beach to eight o'clock during summer. I don't want to have to start work. I want to be there for my kids. I want to be able to enjoy them. And yeah, the money's not worth it. Money will work. Yeah, honestly, that's another reason I changed my name because I'm looking at like other jobs and stuff like that. And I know that motherfuckers check your your um, social medias. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to change my last name. Yeah. I'll change it back after I um, start a new job. I always give my government name, like my, because I've got my, my full name is four names, whereas my Instagram name is just Lani Perez. So I've got a lot longer names, so it's not that easy to put two and two together. But yeah, no, that's me. That's my personal life. It's just, you know, still being a slave to capitalism. Caught between do I want to earn more money or do I want to be comfortable and stay home? It's hard. Yeah. It's hard because I've got kids. If I didn't have kids, I wouldn't be working this much. Or I'd work double. It's hard. Because I could spend my money on just me. Yeah. But I also have finally you know figured out the balance of how much i need to actually work to live and how much is just extra so i've just gotta push myself to be like which are always like here we go okay so like (laughs) running yourself through the ground there always has to be a purpose behind you doing that why are you are you doing that for you know short time uh happiness or fun like on the weekends and stuff or are you doing that because you have a a bigger goal exactly so like if we're talking about like under capitalism and you giving into the the idealizations of capitalism it's like you need a bigger bigger goal at the end yeah for you running yourself through the ground at the moment yeah so as long as that but i i the people that like work non-stop and they don't have a goal at the end i'm like why yeah exactly i the only reason i've been willing to do it lately is because i've reassessed my goals and i've realized in order for me to be where i want to be but within a year that's going to take some work yeah but i would not do this like honestly past 26 you would not see me working five days a week so it's two 26 you're still young man i I mean you're not even that old yet i'm not even 25 (laughs) yet (laughs) but that's the age i've set myself so that's why i'm like you know what you know, just work, work, work now, smash it all out, and then just do what I've got planned. Mm. That's our little catch-up. How many minutes have we been talking? Honestly, 22. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Time to get Anyways, into it. Anyways, enough of us uh, talking about ourselves. Yes. I guess we'll get into our episode. We're going to discuss unsolicited health advice. Now, I love this. I love anything to do with health, mm-hmm. body image. So I don't love the self-love movement. I like talking about it. Anything to do with uh, just, yeah, health, anything in general. I love talking about it. My life has literally revolved around it. My life does revolve around it to some extent. Um, And at one point it was my profession. So um, we're going, yeah, so unsolicited health advice. So I guess the purpose of this episode, we're just going to see how we feel about getting advice we didn't ask for. (laughs) That's a really big one. Who should we be listening to in regards to our health and or children's health? Mm-hmm. Um, we can we can also talk about the intersection between the health, beauty, pharmaceutical industry, whatever, When in terms of like the general population giving into that due to consumerism. Yep. Um, and I don't know, like is being offended by unsolicited advice our problem or the person who dished its fault? Mm. Problem. Not fault, problem. You yeah. know what I mean? So like yeah. if I were to give you advice and you get offended, is it? my problem or your problem you know what i mean that sort of thing or who am i to even dish it to you yeah anyways so did you want to i guess okay did you want to get into so lani messaged me last week (laughs) Uh, you can give as much information as you want yeah and that's going to be like the we're going to start off with that yeah all right so you messaged me last week what had happened at your recent 
doctor's appointment. So my son is in the process of being having his speech assessed just to see where he's at for his age and where he's meant to be kind of thing because we had some concerns about his speech. So that's been a two-part thing. Um, and on the way out for the second second um, I want to say episode the second session she had the um, speech therapist had said to me also we just wanted to bring up his BMI which is his body mass index and I was like oh yeah what's up and she's like okay well he um, actually came back as measuring in the 98th percentile and I was like oh yeah cool like he's always measured in the 90th percentile literally since he was in the womb he always measured bigger so that means that he's bigger than 98 percent of his group pretty much for his age yeah so um when i heard when she said that i was like oh yeah i was kind of just waiting for the like what's where are we going with this and what are we doing with this so she was like i just wanted to know if you had any concerns with his diet and i was like oh no not really like i he's pretty good with what he ate and then she's like okay um but i still she kind of pushed for a dietitian for Mm -hmm. us to see a dietitian as well and i was like oh she's like yeah because like it's not very good for him to be in that 98th percentile so this triggered me for like three to four different reasons firstly First, it triggered me because it came out of nowhere. Like, I was just there for his speech. And yeah, I you was, went there for one reason and you, and yeah, you got a whole like, bunch of other I, stuff. And, and also because it had never popped in my mind consciously that he's that big. I knew he was always bigger. But for context, so I'm 179 centimetres and my kid's dad is he's 6'3". Is that like 190? Yeah, it's pretty tall, Austin. Yeah. I think it's pretty tall. Yeah, very tall. Um, And yeah, so right now, physically, we're not at our peak health. I 100% am very aware of that. But in terms of height and size, we've always been big people. Even at both of our healthiest, we were both measuring in obese for BMI. Mm -hmm. So that's fine. We're adults. We've, you know, had our time doing sport, doing our exercise, like whatever. But I think it just triggered me because my three year old who runs for about four hours a day you know i've even looked up the recommended running time and physical fitness time kids should be having and it should be like screen time 20 minutes compared to three hours of running time which is fine because he definitely reaches that every day and so it triggered me firstly because i was like hey i was just here for speech therapy once i got home and i like relaxed a bit i was like actually i understand where they're coming from because they have to look at health from a holistic point of view of Mm. all the different things that can influence kids and diet can influence so many health problems so i was like i i get that that's not why it triggered me the triggering bit for me was i think it was the first time that i've had it said to my face that there was concerns for his size and it's going to continue for the rest of his life because he's going to continually be measured on a scale that isn't relevant to him. Like he's a Samoan child, he's got a quarter white in him, but even that white isn't white white. Like he's Uruguayan. My mom is the tall parent. Like she's also the same height as me and she's a Uruguayan one. So no matter what, he's always going to be bigger than other people. And I think it was confronting as well because... They were, when I was pregnant as well, they were constantly telling me that I needed to be careful about what I'm eating, how much I'm consuming, the health, the concerns for his size and everything. So when he was born, he came... So in my total pregnancy with him, I put on 12 kilos, right? He came out weighing four and a half kilos. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so that leaves what, like seven and a half kilos left. And then by the time I weighed myself the next day, I had only had three kilos left from that baby weight. So the rest was just him, water and placenta. But the whole pregnancy, I was always questioned, like, what are you eating? Are you, he's, he's getting so big, you know, and all these things. When I was, While he was in your belly? Yeah. He wasn't even born yet? Yeah, he wasn't even born yet. Yeah. So he, like my body and his body was being policed already. And I was just, it was my first pregnancy. I was 21. I already thought I was, like, not doing a good job. And to have them constantly, like, blaming me for his size when... It's genetics. Genetics, like yeah. if you see a photo of my kids, two parents standing together, you will perfectly understand the size of my son. And I, I think it just really, yeah, it was really triggering when I messaged Rwani. I was like, the fuck, like what's going yeah. on? And I don't know. It just, it, and I think it was just that I knew it was going to be the not the last time that I heard this. And. I didn't mind hearing it because I'm an adult and I know how to handle things and I can, you know, I, I went home and I sat with how I felt and I took apart the, why I felt that way. But he's three. What if he heard that? He doesn't need to hear that he's 98% bigger than 98% of the general population because I'm not one to compare and I'm not putting him on a scale against other people. Yeah. So I didn't want that to already start so early. So, yeah. It's already like the indoctrination uh, of... Your son already is already starting at three. Already, yeah. that's that's when it starts. Yeah. It starts as soon as you leave. Yeah, the badge. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> he, he popped out and they were already like indoctrination oh, starts <laughs> as soon as you enter. Yeah, yeah. Like first breath taken, they were already like you know measuring him and telling me he's so big. And I was like, I already knew this, but he's not so big. He's just bigger than you thought he would be. Mm-hmm. But if we're to measure, to, you know, according to the parents very proportioned very well proportioned i will say it that my kids are very well proportioned to their parents so i don't know that was just it wasn't unsolicited health advice because i understand she's a professional so she does have the knowledge and the education behind her to be giving me Mm -hmm. suggesting so okay so obviously it triggered you to some extent so we're gonna go back to before you were even a parent yeah were you policed just in general like as a child Definitely. like your body were, were people commenting on the size of you yeah. or your weight or how tall you were what you looked like yes etc etc as a child yeah would you say that carried on through teenage and adulthood I've, to this day i can't remember when i haven't had a comment made on my body people have gotten mm-hmm. a bit nicer now that i've had kids because they're like oh she's had kids so i guess that makes it okay but I can't remember a year or a month that I haven't had something said about my body, whether it be good yeah. or bad. It's really hard for a woman as well. Yeah. If you're brought into this one as a woman. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's like just, oh, I really, I hate it. I hate it. I'm at the point in my life where I'm guilty. I'm guilty of unsolicited health advice because <laughs> it was dished to me from when I was really young as well. Yeah. I can't even remember. Yeah, I'm the same as you. Like, I, my body, my choices when it comes to health, like, everything has been policed throughout my entire lifetime. Yeah. Um, by police, we just mean, like, unsolicited... Comments. Comments. Comments and remarks, Just everything. Everything that you can think of um, has been a part of, you know, my opinion right now as, 
you know, I'm in my mid-20s. It's taken me to my mid-20s to get to this. Yeah. But I had to go through so many insecurities, so many self-esteem issues, so many et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like so many things that I had to overcome in order to get to where I am now and be like, have the courage and the strength to be like, shut the fuck up and don't talk. Like, don't, yeah. do not like talk about my body. Don't comment on my weight. Don't comment on how small I used to be or how big I used to be like I don't care like I really don't care and it's so irrelevant to who I am as a human being so I I can definitely understand how frustrating it might be like as a parent Mm -hmm. but you know there is a little bit of science behind it but and I definitely know it would have been confronting because you went there for one thing and you got another thing do you know what I mean well to be honest just to end it like did you get the answer that you wanted for your speech the speech impediment and she's like we'll come back to that Really? So at the end, that just ended with like ended with, ended on the BMI. Yeah. Really. So the first session ended with weighing him and the scales and the height. Yeah. And the second ended with like referring recommended referring to a dietitian. Wow. Damn. And I know how it looked on the surface because, like, I'm a young mom, like who's also not at her peak health either. But I was just like. It just threw me off, threw me off completely. And, you know, like the reason I said no to the dietitian was, I don't know if anyone's aware, but if you're going through the, like through Medicare to do a lot of the appointments, they're recommending you do telehealth, which means that they can't see you face to face. So they want to do FaceTime sessions or Skype. And I had said, I have a three-year-old who can't sit still. He's not going to understand who he's talking to on FaceTime. He FaceTimes who he wants to because that's his family. A new person, he's going to do flips and shit no matter what. And I can't dedicate that hour with my daughter also doing flips and shit the way I could if we had a physical appointment. So that's how we negotiated having two physical appointments. I've got one more coming up and then no more. It'll be back to telehealth. If that's how it's going to be for a dietitian, I I physically cannot do that right now. If it was something I could go to, you know, I'd be more willing to, but it just, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a vibe. But even bringing up the BMI, it's, which basically stands for body mass index. It's a it's a compilation of like your weight, your height, your how sedentary you are, if you're or how active you are, I should say. Um, and then it's like divided by a, a certain amount. Like even when yeah. I was personal training, I didn't really use. I used to steer away um, possible clients from like using that because. Yeah. And then you're sort of like in a bracket with other women, and, yeah. and then you're depending on like what the result is if you're over or under you're either underweight or overweight sort of thing i have always been overweight yeah according to the bmi even when i was at my smallest and i just it it doesn't take into account any bodies that do not fit the standard the, Mm. the body standard and it hasn't changed either like people are a lot larger now than they used to be so that's my thing with the body mass index. I never use it. I never had. Or I had when I started because I was like, oh, shit, like I need to get into this. Yeah, you know, I that's what fucked me up. It's like I need to get into this. But yeah. it, it was never possible because I'm not your average. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm very – But, yeah, like it was impossible because like an average height for a woman apparently, like according to, you know, yeah. you know normalities, um, is like around 5'7". 
five six, five seven. Yeah. That's a norm. I'm not normal. I fuck. I was five six when I was like ten. I don't yeah. fucking know. It, uh, you know what I mean? So I was never going to fit into it. Yeah, I really think that there should be a new method used or just not used at all. Like. It's fucked up. Because like, so I've got a friend at work and um, we fit the same size clothes right now, but her bodies are completely different, completely mm-hmm. different. She's about a head shorter than me. She's got a bigger bum than I do. And she, what, uh, she's short. Yeah, she's shorter than me. She's a bit bigger on the bottom half. But other than that, like if we were to measure clothes size as the same measurement, like, you know, go back to my son, he wears a size four and size five, which is about some kindergartners wear that. So size and these numbers, they don't take into consideration, I guess, everything else. Yeah. You can have someone who's the same height as you and have a completely different body shape to you. I used to have a friend in school and we were the same height and I'd stand behind her and physically my frame was just bigger than hers. Yeah. That was without the, the extra fat and muscle. That was just literally the frame of us. My hips were wider than hers. My shoulders were broader than hers. And if I was stuck on, why is it like that when we're the same height? Well, because that's not going to be in a correct measurement of size. You can't just assume it's all going to fit into one category. Honestly. And especially as Polynesian. Polynesians, <laughs> we don't exactly fit into that stereotype or like that, um, the body norm. Yeah. Like we've, we're a lot larger. Yeah. Um, like our, that minority. We yeah. uh, we as a minority are a lot larger yeah. in science, just in general, just like our skeletal system. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I put up some questions on the page. So mm-hmm. we'll, I'll go through them and then we'll answer ourselves. Yep. First question. Were you brought up in a household where every member of the family were health conscious? Definitely so, not. Yeah. 24% of people said yes. 76% of people said no. So majority of people said no. Yeah. Did you just eat anything? Did, no, did they care anything. about being healthy? I think it was a lack of education. Like, I, I don't know if I brought it up on the podcast before, but like, I never used to drink water until like literally a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I would have it here and there. But, and I asked my mum, like I asked her and I was like, because she pushes my kids to drink water. And I'm like, I don't remember you doing that with me. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, call you out, but I don't remember. And she was like, honestly, the education that was around back then wasn't, it was juice is okay. You know, we can give babies juice. So I used to have juice and chocolate milk in my bottle. Yeah. And now the education's a lot better. And we know that water is all you need. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. water, you can survive simply off water. Things like that can be a treat. And... Yeah, it was just honestly, it was education, lack of resources, and I think a lot of it was culturally just things that you eat. Yeah, like ethnic families in general, like the food that is brought here yeah. to the Western world, depending on what um, ethnicity or what background you are, whatever you want to refer to it as. Um, it's not a, bringing that into the Western world, you can literally add so many more ingredients or make it so much more unhealthy as well to make it taste a lot better like the food that you eat yeah so i can understand that i yeah i wouldn't say i was well i i grew up where my mom sort of i've saw i've seen more plateauing on my mom's side like her you know starting something and then ending it so i've seen more of her like giving up yeah and that was just my ideal of like health in general but for the most part wasn't really healthy she didn't really push any um healthy uh measures yeah um in the household i was pretty much free to eat whatever i wanted to drink whatever i wanted 
um, in physical activity wasn't really pushed as well yeah. if anything she always used to speak about like back in the days how she used to be so active and stuff like that but by the time i had entered the world or entered her life yeah. or you know that was nowhere to be seen i uh, see we weren't allowed to have soft drink in my house and we mm. were pushed to do physical activity so no soft drink it was like and still to this day my brother's 21 and he was like oh my god mom i almost just asked you because we're at a party can i have some soft drink <laughs> Because that's how much. And that was mainly because of, yeah. the, um, so my brothers have ADD and ADHD and anything that's processed and has all those sugars in it, it sets them off. Mm. So I think at one period, like she let them to see how they would feel. And my brother, who's more in touch with how he feels, was like, I don't want to do it. It's not worth it. My other brother's like, nah, fuck this shit. I love it. I love it. Love yeah. it. Love it. So there are times where as an adult, I'm still out and I'm like, should I, should I have some? Like, cause it's an outing. I'll eat it. Yeah. I'll have soft drink. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I was allowed to drink whatever the hell I wanted. It wasn't until I started my own health journey, which is very self-inflicted. Like I, yeah. I completely flipped because of certain comments and stuff that were made. We'll, we'll get there are a couple other questions. We'll get into that. Yeah, but I just stopped myself. Yeah. So I had been so unhealthy, and then it got to a point where I was in high school where you know all that stuff my metabolism wasn't on my side anymore yeah. like I was getting weighed and then there were so many other comments that were being made in terms from family and from I wouldn't say friends or not like school friends and stuff like that yeah but like just family that commented on weight and stuff like that which led me to like researching health and stuff like that so everything yeah. I learned myself and then it started with the drinking because I used I literally used to be one of those people I would drink like three to or two or three cans of coke a day yeah. i would be i would drink i would eat probably like not seconds but thirds you know what <laughs> i mean i used to be able to do that and i wouldn't gain weight it yeah. wasn't until like i was a teenager where my metabolism just let me down yeah but anyways that's yeah so i wasn't really brought up in a household where i had, exa I had examples of health or yeah. what, it, what it means to be healthy and stuff like that yeah and a lot of other people didn't According to like the stats, the next one was: Have you ever had someone comment on your weight gain slash loss? Ninety-eight percent of people said yes. Pretty much everybody, everybody that um, voted said yes. There was only one person, which is that two percent. I don't know how that's two percent, but like one person said no. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yes. Like a hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Um, and it's really common as well. Like even sometimes I find myself doing it without even realizing. Yeah. Um, and that, I think that was the next question. But <laughs> yeah. And it's I at one point it was my profession. Like it was literally my job to do that, to yeah. point out, you know, what what are you doing that's unhealthy? What are yeah. ways that we can fix this? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Well, who can we refer you to if you have an issue? So like yeah. they literally teach you that if. Well, for context, I was a personal trainer. So uh, when the gyms closed because coronavirus, I decided not to go back. But anyways, <laughs> it was literally my job to pinpoint, you know, if I was consulting with you and asking you questions, mm. I would have to use that as leverage in order to possibly yeah. flip you to, into my client. So how am I going to help you? What are we going to do to fix this problem? It was, it was you know, part of the criteria yeah. for me to manipulate you into wanting to train with me yeah and that's the basis of the health and fitness industry that's why it's a billion dollar industry yeah um 
And I'm trying to. I'm like a recovering unsolicited <laughs> health advisor. I'm trying to stop it. Um, I, I'm a lot better than I used to be. Even before I was a personal trainer, I used to be really bad. Like I, it used to be like if I was sitting across from someone, I would be like, "Do you know how many calories are in that? Do you know how? Do you know how much? How much?" time you have to spend on a treadmill to burn that like some like little I shit like that done these podcasts on our first lunch i would have been like mm, nah not i used to be really bad this is when i um probably i would say between the age probably like 17 to 21 wow we're really bad and if you follow me on instagram for a really long time you know how health conscious i used to be i've sort of stopped posting about it because mm-hmm. my mentality has changed as well and just my goals in general when it comes to health and fitness have changed. And yeah, now that I've stopped personal training, I'm trying to stop giving health advice. <laughs> Even though I am qualified to do it to some extent, mm. I'm trying to stop policing people's body, which is basically yeah. what I was paid to do at one stage in my life. But even before personal training, because I was so fixated on, you know, how health and fitness used to make me feel and how good it made yeah. me feel. It was more of like projection. Yeah. Like I want other people to feel that. I want yeah. other people to feel amazing. I want other people to know what their potential is when it comes to their health and fitness. Yeah. But you can't force that onto people. And that's my, that's, that's, I wouldn't say it was an insecurity. It was just like, not everybody is on the same, or on the same journey, Yeah. I guess. And that's sort of what I've come to realize at the moment. It's you. Somebody really needs to want to be on the, or have the same motivation, yeah, and discipline as you in order for you for it to work. Yeah, and yeah, that that's just been my main struggle. It's like okay, not everybody is <laughs> the same as you. Like not everybody you know wants to feel amazing or maybe they do but they just don't know their potential and i'm just like you have to let people come to their own yeah if somebody came up to me and they asked me i'll be like okay let's sit down let's have a conversation but never used to be like that i used to be like no let's go let let me just comment on what you're (laughs) eating like are you serious but when do you think it's okay for somebody to give you advice Say, for instance, I'll give you an example because you love analogies. <laughs> if you came up to me and you're complaining about your body, mm. I find that's an opening for me to give you health advice. Yeah. But, but this, then it's also but this, like... But so- the, the main thing behind that is like, you know that I'm a personal trainer. Yeah. You know that you can come to me for health advice. Yeah, exactly. If your friend so, came to you and not as a personal trainer, like if my friend came to you and was like, oh my God, like a nutritionist I'm so or something. being fat, I'd be like, oh yeah... And that's it. I'm not going to comment. But then if they came to you because they know that you have the potential to help, then I think that's an opening to be like, oh, did you want some help? Like, is that what you're here for? But then I also, it was a little bit on my side, what I find a little bit toxic about myself is if somebody comes up to me and and approaches me and complains, Mm -hmm. I'll give you the solutions. Like going back to like me being a realist, I'm like, okay, why don't you do this, this and this? Yeah. Not that you asked, you just wanted to complain, but I'm yeah. like, you're projecting onto me your insecurities and what you don't yeah. like about yourself. So it's like, this I'm going to I'm gonna lay it on the table for you. This is what yeah. you need to do. And if you are offended by that, that's on you. Yeah. But I think you left it open when you complained about yourself. Yeah, so like, it's what sort did of you like, want from your complaint? Yeah. yeah. Did you Did you want me to feel sorry I for you? I meant to agree. It's like when you, I'm not that sort of person. It's like when people are like, oh, like, do I look fat in this? And it's like, do you want the truth? Or do you, because I know you really want those jeans. So should I tell you or not? Like, Yeah. 
because I all my friends know that I'll just tell them the truth because okay, if you like it, you're yeah, not good in it, yeah. Well, you're not gonna like how you look in it. That's the yeah. main thing. Um, in like what situations do you not like when people give you advice all the time? <laughs> just in general, yeah. Just in general, um, like just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I. No, mainly my main thing that pisses me off is when people give me advice for things that they're not doing themselves. Ah, uh, yes. So, mm-hmm. and that's why I make sure if I'm ever to give advice, it's not on something that I don't do myself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go tell someone how to lose weight. If I knew I'd be doing it or if I like could commit to it, I'd be doing it. So I'm not going to do that. But if someone said to me like, oh, I'm really struggling to find a good book, I'd be like, oh, I can help you with that. Let me, let me help you. Here's some advice on how to read a good book because I know I can do that. So, yeah, I, I don't like unsolicited advice, especially when did I ask and who yeah. to be giving that advice. <laughs> There's not many people I would willingly go to for advice. And if it is, it's mainly because I've already made up my mind. I'm just hoping you agree with what I've done. Mm. Because I don't trust anyone. Because nobody knows where I'm coming from. And yeah, you need to really sit. Like this is, I came from a very um, not that I've studied psychology, but I used to really like talk to people as if this is why I don't think that um, this is another reason I don't want to go back to pers- uh, personal training is because I was just sick of the manipulation and yeah. having to exploit somebody's insecurities and their lack of education it's like when you have to do it constantly every single day in order for you know uh, financial profit because that's purely why I would do it it just didn't sit right with me that, that's not the reason I got into health and fitness yeah. and majority of personal training is is that yeah. you know the the fitness is easy for me or in my opinion the fitness was easy getting somebody fit is easy but it's all in your mind yeah. at the same so I would spend a lot of time talking which is not what you're supposed to do you're, you're supposed to have a limited amount of time and if they don't flip then you know toss them aside yeah whereas I would spend a lot of time talking and getting to the root of the issue which is not you <laughs> necessarily you're not really supposed to do that but I'm just like okay so this is your issue so maybe yeah. you should go and fix that and then that's where I would fuck up because I'm like, oh shit, I should have used that. I should have kept that. Like, yeah, you know like, what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's honestly all in your mind. And I forgot where my train of thought was going <laughs> with this, but it's just one thing that I didn't agree with. Like, health is something that you need to come to terms with, like with yourself before yeah. asking for advice as well. And it's different. It looks different to everybody. Yeah. Well, for me, it looks different. Like for you and I, we're, we're yeah. different. Like we're on. You might be just starting, and I've been on this journey for like yeah. more than ten years. So I'm on a completely different um, wavelength. Yeah. And that's what I. Yeah, but I'm willing to help people. I feel like now that I don't do personal training, you know, for financial profit. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I 100% do it for free. Yeah. Like just lie to my DMs and I'll help you. <laughs> Because that, that's more fulfilling to me. Yeah. Rather than the industry that I was in that I had a problem with. Bit, yeah. Fucking capitalism. <laughs> but anyways, so I put at the end, I mean, at the end of that question, I put if yes. So this is, have you ever had someone comment on your weight gain slash loss? Mm-hmm. At the end of that, I put if yes, how did that um, comment leave you feeling? Some people were, okay, this is really confronting. Like, this is how it feels when you comment on people's weight. So someone was like, absolutely shit, and that made them feel embarrassed. Um, Or I answered it because I was like, oh, I need to remember this. (laughs) So I was like, it led me down a long road of recovering from binge eating, body dysmorphia. Somebody said it makes them feel pretty shit. 
another one said it made them cautious somebody said confused because you're either too skinny or put on too much weight mm-hmm. 100% there's no right body yeah there's no right body as long as you're mobile and you're able to move 110% yeah. like you're good you're good <laughs> um yeah it's majority negative yeah yeah no one feels good when someone comments on their body 100%. even if it, i personally don't even like compliments i hate compliments <laughs> I, I really hate it and when i when i post like a selfie or something of my body on instagram and mm. people are i'm like oh. here we go again i'm just but like am i posting it because of outside validation i don't fucking know yeah but that's why i've sort of stopped i don't do it as much yeah I used to do it every freaking day. <laughs> I'm just sick of like how people glorify bodies and how people yeah. look. We'll go on to the next because we could go on. We've been talking for ages. Okay. Um, another one was, are you happy with the way you physically look? Sort of half and half. Like 48% of people said yes. 52 people said no. I feel like a lot of people don't like the way that they look. That's hence why the health fitness industry is a billion dollar yeah, industry. Definitely. It is there. It is capitalism's job to keep you distracted. It is. It is like the the goal of the health and fitness industry is to keep you distracted and keep you insecure and keep you wanting to spend money to do whatever it takes. Everything intersects with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, Follow up question from that is: If no, what have you done to change the way you physically look? A lot of people were saying they're investing in um, exercise and healthy food options. Uh, some people are changing the way that they dress. What do you do? Do you have answers to that question? Oh no! Are you happy with the way that you physically look? No. Yeah, I said no. Yeah, could always be better. It's, a, it's just a constant battle for me. Like I've I've gone through so like so much in terms of you know insecurities and the self love and all yeah. that bullshit. Um, and it's it's hard to sort of get out of that mentality as well. And the yeah. reason that I said no was purely because, you know, the way COVID is set up and the way that I've been <laughs> eating every fucking day, um, I just know that I'm not, I don't feel great. Like I'm not yeah. performing. Purely I don't like the way that I look because my I know that my performance in the gym has yeah. been lacking purely because of the weight that I've gained, I guess. Yeah. Like I've gained a little bit of weight. I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm fat, but like I know but it's my potential and my potential ain't there. At the moment, so I'm working on been it. missing for like five to six years. I yeah. think I wish. What's that thing that people say? Like, I wish I was as skinny as I was when I thought I was fat. You know what I mean? And it's not even about skinny. Like it used to be, I wanted to be skinny. I was, like, I want to be skinny. But now it's like I just want to exercise because I first know how good it feels. I know it's good for your mental health, and I'm tired of being tired all the time. And I know that like it all comes full circle so you're not going to feel good unless you eat good and move more and blah 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 blah. so then i know that i'm not looking good but i'm also like i know i I don't know it's hard because like so uh, in what ways are you like are you actively trying to change that well i'm actively thinking about it well thinking about it is a start but like then action this week has been the first week I've eaten like minimal red meat because I know that red meat makes me feel tired and doesn't make me feel good and doesn't fill me up either. It just makes me wanting to eat more. I also cut off soft drink. Like I think it's been like 
a bit over a week mm-hmm. and oh my god you should have seen the withdrawals i was having i was it was like you were taking me off drugs i had a headache my head was spinning on sunday it was sunday and i was like oh my god i'm gonna faint i don't know what's wrong maybe i haven't eaten and then i was like no i have eaten and then i was like maybe it's my sugar and then i was like i was trying to think what have i not done and it was day three of no soft drink that's it that, that's yeah. it a lot of that's a lot it. of what we consume has a really big part in how we you know our brain works oh, it, was, it, it affects everything like our sleep our yeah memory, and then i really wanted our coke. skin oh yeah everything and i so when i cut off soft drink i break out which is what i've what i'm doing right now i break out i get really tired the first week and then the second week i feel better the longest i've gone is like eight weeks and all it takes is one moment and i'm like fuck it but i also i think it was like tuesday or wednesday i really wanted a coke because coke just makes me feel better about myself and i was like because i was having so do you say do, would you say that you have like um are you an emotional eater definitely do yeah. you haven't like would you say you have an unhealthy relationship with the things that you consume yeah because yeah i do i actually don't even eat that much in quantity and if people but it, it's quality it's what i'm eating yeah, yeah. so I, I i was having chicken wings on wednesday because i really like the chicken wings at my work and i was like you know what would really hit a coke a coke mm. with some chicken wings would really go well and then i was like talking to some of the work girls and i was like should i have a coke i haven't had one and they're like when's your last time you had one and i was like oh i think i'm nearing like over a week and they're like don't do it it's not worth it you're not going to go back and do it again like you're gonna have a coke and then tomorrow you're gonna have one tomorrow you're gonna have one mm. and i was like i don't really want one and they were like no don't do it don't do it and i was like fine so then two times this week I, I almost caved and i was so close i was like but i didn't do it because i was like you know what i didn't go through those withdrawals the other day for nothing i looked like i was being taken off drugs and that was the withdrawals i was having and i just it's a lot of the mental game of i know i'm gonna feel better i just need to feel bad for a little bit which is mm. the first week two weeks for me i yeah i break out i get tired because my body is just withdrawing from that sugar that was constantly like thriving off but um yeah that's my my star i've got back to wearing my fitbit because i want to see how many steps i do but i already do ten thousand steps because of my work so in mm-hmm. one shift in six hours i do the ten thousand. i know i need to push myself to do more outside of work because those 10,000 steps aren't going to help me lose weight. That's just going to keep me. It's all, yeah, it always comes. I think that's a, a major thing as well. Um, nutrition is like, yeah. if not, everything should be a hundred percent. Like, do you know what I mean? But nutrition is probably the main thing that people don't know how to do. And yeah. then they are the people that lack nutrition, ed, uh, education. Yeah. They're the ones that give into fad diets and, yeah. and you know, all of these companies that bring up the shakes and yeah. and i'm not even going to mention them we all we all know <laughs> the main one that's happening at the moment it's really hard like yeah. and people need to take into consideration that what you consume ha- it it literally um will affect you in more ways than one it's yeah. especially like when you have shakes or but if you lack nutrition advice and you don't know the substance of what you're putting in your body, yeah. what do you think it's going to do to your insides? Yeah. If, you, if you're if you unaware of something that you're consuming and how much that can affect everything that you do or like you, whatever, like your endocrine system or your respiratory system or et cetera, et cetera, you're going to fall into the trap of diet culture. Yeah. 
which is just eating disorders. Yeah. Uh, let's call it what it like. I'm a re- I'm recovering like because I have a really unhealthy relationship with food. It's a lot better now. I used to be really bad yeah. because I used I, I used to be so obsessed. I used to count my food, yeah. count my calories, count my carbs, my proteins, my fats. Yeah. And I'm trying to get off that. Um. And I guess if you you lack that education, you can fall into that trap, yeah. which a lot of people we're not taught how to eat. No, definitely not. But it's good to have a little bit of education behind you. That way, you know you don't fall into this whole yeah. spiral. Yeah. But I guess that's that that's my thing. It's because I have a little bit of education. You know, I have half a health and nutrition degree. I'm not going to go back <laughs> to it, but whatever. Um, and because I've like struggled through it, mm. I like helping people so that yeah. they don't fall into that trap. But you know, who am I? <laughs> who am I? Who am I? Um, next question was: Do you yourself find that you comment on other people's bodies slash health choices without realizing? It's like a 50-50. 55% of people said yes, 45 said no. I already answered this. Do you find that you do it? Health choices, no. I do not care what people eat. Like literally, even if someone told me yesterday they're on a diet and the next day they're eating fried chicken wings, I don't say anything. People's bodies, no, actually. Um, bodies, I know, I no longer do. No health choices, yes. I'm opposite to you. Uh, okay, no. So health choices, no, because I just think it would be very contradictory of me to do so. Because yesterday I said I wasn't doing soft drink, and here I am, two liters of coke down. So I think that's more. I don't do it. So people don't do it to me. I'm hoping they don't. I'm uh, commenting on people's bodies. Yeah, I do, but not. I don't really talk to that many people to be commenting. But like, I just say like your close friends and family. Uh, only if it's good stuff, not bad. Like they're putting but why do you even if it's good stuff why do you feel the need to comment on someone's body in general only, i only do it to my friends who i know are trying to improve their body like i, I have a friend mm-hmm. who's been going to the gym and she's been trying to build strength i did comment and say like wow you're actually looking so strong she, that's that's what she would be trying this is my to thing do. like looking a certain way doesn't necessarily mean be. that's what it is but see this friend also has already she she's always looked a certain way because she's had a good body but this is the first time she's actually tried to exercise and build strength mm. so i've seen the physical change in her body from just being thin and naturally small to actually building muscle so yeah. that's the only i think that's the only person i've complimented lately just to being like you're looking really fit lately and like your time at the gym is showing to you i just <laughs> I definitely find myself commenting on people's health choices, yeah. especially like, you know, having a semi qualified to do so. <laughs> um, like if somebody and it's I only do it to like people that are close to me, like yeah. my close friends and family. If you're telling me that, oh, yeah, I'm on my health journey, but then, you know, we're downing pizza together. I'm like, oh, what happened to their diet? What happened to this, this and that? What yeah. To, do you know what I mean? And um, I'm trying to just stop in general, like giving body, body, policing bodies and, yeah. give, and you know, judging health choices but it i it i'm recovering i'm recovering i'm a recovering okay. judger <laughs> i have exa- so examples of unsolicited health advice one could be smart remarks or comments we've already mentioned that on weight gain loss and giving solution solutions to such problems when not asked mm-hmm. um another one is judgment on food choices or type of exercising or like so type of exercising like especially in the the fitness industry it's like oh, oh what you're doing crossfit or fuck you know or don't you ever do cardio like that sort of shit mm-hmm. um another one is pressure to seek health professionals against your will so i think that's when it would i would be offended if someone was like to me oh don't you want to go and see yeah like a coach or don't you want to go and see a nutritionist i'm like shut the fuck up <laughs> um another one is people projecting their health insecurities onto you 
So I think I, I pretty much already talked about that, like me projecting my, um, I, w- I wouldn't say it was like my insecurities. It was the opposite. It was like, because I had been insecure and I'm yeah, in a place I where I feel good. <laughs> where, and then at that point I was in a place where I felt amazing. Yeah. It was project, project, project. Like, don't do this, don't do that because yeah. you could feel like this. But I'm like, not everybody not is that on that. easy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so there's like a couple examples of unsolicited advice. I don't know. I'm trying to stop. I'm trying to recover because it's none of my fucking business. It's none of anyone's business. Yeah. None of anyone's business what you look like. And even if I am going to the gym, I don't want you to comment on, on what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't want you to comment on how I'm looking, how I used to look, or what I'm yeah. going to look like. None of your business. None of anyone's business. Yeah. And to anyone that's listening. <laughs> if you are the one that is health conscious, do you find you get praised for eating bad food and police when you choose a healthy choice when eating out with people? 63% of people said yes. 37% of people said no. Oh, okay. Well, I'll answer it. Yeah, I um, yeah, I get praise when I eat bad food. Yeah, and when I when I um when I'm sitting down and I maybe I order a salad or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, oh wow, she's eating healthy today. Why are you doing that? Why didn't you eat a burger? Oh, blah 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 blah. You know that sort of shit. Yeah. It's like, shut the fuck up and don't look I'm what's on my plate. You yeah. know, like mind your own business, sort of thing. And I think um, people need to stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah. If you still live with family, do you feel a lack of support when you choose a healthier lifestyle than the people you live with? Well, that was 50-50. Yeah. Let me read it. Do you feel a lack of support? Look, I freaking answered that. I asked these questions and I can't even remember. Do you feel a lack of support when you choose a healthier lifestyle than the people you live with? I only live with one other person and I don't really. No. It's half hard. I get the support. When, when I first started out, it was sort of like, and I was a teenager and I decided yeah. to change. I was, yeah, I got a couple of questions, but um, when I gave my reasonings, you know, being I just wanted to be healthier, I wanted to drop weight, you know, I'm a little bit like unhealthy at the moment. Yeah. There was understanding and there was help, but I know that some people live, it's very uncommon to just live with one person. <laughs> yeah. So I can understand if you live in like a big family, you have to take into consideration all the other people that you live with. Yeah. So do you feel a lack of support? Uh, it's half half so sometimes they're like oh here we go again she's trying to lose weight or other times they're like okay cool would it make it easier if everybody if you know everyone that you lived with was supportive all the people uh, that you see all the time well it's just hard because like if i'm cooking dinner and i'm trying to eat something that's healthy it might not be what everyone else wants yeah. so then they're like i don't want this i'm like well compromise we've got to figure this out like do i need to cook two meals or do we just share or you figure out what you're doing right. you know what i mean but i think when i was younger when i was younger and like strictly living with just like my parents and my siblings it was if that's what you're doing you're doing it by yourself because right. we've cooked for the family and if that doesn't fit with what you're doing then don't do it so whenever I was trying to lose weight, I never really changed my diet. I just knew I had to exercise more if because I live in this house and I need to eat and I can't afford to make my own food. Okay. But I do think it's a really big barrier living with other people because, for example, I know someone who lived in a house with, so we'll say two parents and six siblings, right? And if this person's an athlete who's trying to lose weight or maintain a certain weight percentage for their given sport and they come, you know, the next day, 
they say, oh, what did you have for dinner? And it's like, oh, well, my family had KFC. I just went and got a frozen meal from um, Coles because that was the best option. And it's like, well, you should have had something better than that. Okay, but when you live in a house where the, the meal is already not good and I think the point is sometimes it just has to be better, not best. You have mm. to do better than what you can. Yeah. You know and it's mean? not like I could be like, oh, well, why didn't you? I think if you are starting on your health journey it's really important if you like it takes a lot for one person to get to the extent like i'm gonna change my lifestyle yeah and if you were constantly surrounded by other people that are not on the same boat as you yeah i feel like they need to you need to convince them if you really want it like if yeah. you really want it that is i'm not telling you what to do <laughs> but if you really want to change your lifestyle everybody else that surrounds you needs to be on this not on the same page, but they need yeah. to be understanding as to why you want to do it. And Otherwise, it's not going to work. Well. Yeah. But then it's also money if you're like, if I was 14, for example, like you said, you lived with just your mum when you were starting to make your health changes. Mm-hmm. If I had tried to make health changes when I was 14, I had a minimal income of like $50 a week because that's all I earned from work. Other than that, I didn't have pocket money. I didn't really have any other money coming in. So I'd have to either ask my parents to be like, can we do this as a family and eat better? And if for some reason they chose no, then it'd be like, well, fuck, what can I do? What can I control? So I think when you're living under your parents, it's a lot harder to exercise those rights and to try and start a fitness journey. If your parents aren't on the same page as you, if your family on the same page as you, you have like, you know what I mean? Mm. So, and especially, I think, because the point of that is with Polynesian families as well, you might think that because, you know, oh, you're 18, you're an adult now. It's like, but you in culturally, you're still living with your parents. Yeah. They're still running the house. So you can mm. say, I'm trying to eat better. And culture is so, like, ugh, it's so ingrained in, like, a PI culture. Like, you need to listen to your elders. Yeah. And obviously and there's power dynamics. Well. Yeah, and, like, it might be that the groceries you just bought for yourself, it's like, why are you buying groceries for yourself? Like, that's not what we do. We buy for the family. That, um the food that you're eating the food that you've cooked might get eaten by the whole family when you just meal prepped for a week Mm. because you you were doing that for you and the family might see that as oh we got food let's eat Mm. you know what i mean like there's just so many different barriers and yeah it it differs from household to household exactly and like a lot of people i know when they're trying to start their health journey they're like i'm ready but the people that are around me aren't ready and i think that's where it comes like there has to be two kinds of people. It's like easier to give up than it yeah, is to start. Yeah, the ones yeah. who aren't the ones who aren't on your on your side, and they're like, "I'm not ready," and neither should you. Why do you need to be, lose weight? Blah blah blah. Because you know they're just being the haters. Or there's the ones who are like, "I'm not ready to join you, but I support you." So what what do you need? You know what I mean? So like, you, we need more of that. Of I can't relate. I'm not doing this journey with you, but what do you need so I can help you do it? Yeah. Even if it's just understanding or like, don't touch my fruit that I just bought, you know, because you guys can eat whatever, but this is all I can eat kind of thing. It's a tough one. But I think if you, yeah, if you're the one that wants to be a lot more health conscious, you need to get everybody around you on board. Yeah. And if you're not strong enough to do that, then maybe get some outside help to do that. Like, I don't know, if you have a cousin yeah, that's healthy, maybe get them you to come have in. Support, just to remind you as yeah, well. Yeah, you have to have a little bit of support. It's yeah. really hard. Um, and then this, these next two questions are going to be for the parents. So you can probably answer. Um, do you make small remarks? Not even parents, actually. Uh, this it could be for anyone. anyone that has do you make small it. remarks to your kids or anyone's kids on their weight and how they look? 
So only 26% of people said yes, 74% of people said no. So there was a majority that said no, you are fucking liars. Because we're not saying- You are freaking liars. We're saying you comment on people's bodies, children's bodies, yes. I said weight slash how they look. Yeah. Okay. Use are liars. The 74% of people that said no are absolute liars. I have never met somebody in my lifetime where that hasn't commented on the way a baby looks. Yeah. And by that, I mean, oh, you're so chubby. Oh, you're so cute. Yeah. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you're so big. Oh, it's so tiny. Shut up. You're lying to yourself. Yeah. You are lying to comment. yourself. Yeah. But it was like a two-parter, like their weight or, or how, how they, they look. look. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But... If you're commenting on someone's how they look, you're also taking in consideration yeah. how much they, you know, either they're big or they're small or yeah. they're cute or they're skinny. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've never met someone that hasn't commented on the way that a baby looks. That's a lie. Yeah. Anyways, it's just me calling people out. <laughs> Liars. Anyways, I see you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and then another one for parents. If you are not the healthiest, but had someone who made a comment on the health of your child, would you be offended? So the premise of this conversation started because you went to the doctors and then a, uh, like an accredited yeah. doctor, so that is a health professional, yeah. made a comment on your son's weight. Yeah. So I can understand when you messaged me and, and we were discussing like the BMI, yeah. how flawed that is and yeah. that they still use it. So I yeah. was like, okay, well there's, and I can understand because I am, you know, we're of Polynesian descent. Yeah. I, I do know that Polynesians are a lot larger in Bigger size than, and, yeah. and, you know, than your, the average quote unquote what a normal body is supposed to be mm. as under you know Australia yeah and I'm like oh, okay yeah like the BMI doesn't work for us we're yeah. always going to be obese we're never going to conform Mission. to that we're never going to fit into that do you know what I mean so it's like oh like where 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 do we listen and where do we not listen yeah I don't know but I think if she made the comment based on looking at him and said, yeah. he's got bad teeth, he looks like he's got a big belly, he's fat, you know what I mean? He's Then I would be like, based on your physical observation, I'm willing to listen. But because it was based on a system that I don't really follow, that's where I'm like, nah, nah. If she said to me, hey, he's really out of breath when he walked up those stairs... Maybe you need to look into that. Mm. And, okay, that's his fitness that you saw. You saw that. I, you heard it. But you just put in some numbers and you came up with another number? Nah. Yeah. I need more. I have we had the, the other one was questions that people wanted to ask or us to discuss. I already wrote them down. So why do people choose consumerism over simple steps on a health journey? You kind of covered that anyway because you were saying people fall into diet culture. In question? The question was, why do people choose consumerism over simple steps on a health journey? Yeah. But you pretty much. And then we that. live in we live in a day and age. I'm pretty sure I yeah. Um, <laughs> we we live in a in a in a time where influencer culture as well. That was never a thing when I was a teenager. Like we're probably telling our age here, but like when <laughs> I was in high school, is literally when Instagram came out. Yeah, I remember that. So it was never as huge as it is now. Yeah. Um, in terms of like who we look up to on social media, yeah. what what we look like. We just had our friends. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's really bad now. How it is, yeah. And it you you never you don't take into consideration like who is accredited, who is credible to, to give me the information. Yeah. And I think when you come across somebody on social media that is giving health advice, it is perfectly valid to ask them, are you accredited? Mm. This is my thing when people have slid in my DMs, I'm going to call it out, asking me to promote Arbonne. 
I I remember going back and forth with somebody, and this is not me hating. Like, do what you want, whatever sort of training that you get. Like, I've already been taken through like the business side of it and whatnot. Um, but I remember going back and forth with somebody, and I asked, "Are you accredited? Like, do you have um, nutrition, uh, nutrition or dietics um, sort of qualification in order for you to be, you know?" telling me or you know asking me to buy your products and this person literally had nothing to say like the audacity of sliding into a health professional's dms asking them to promote products that don't align with their values and stuff like that it's like just be really careful with who you you get your um Upon's one of them. There's Herbal Life. There's Isogenics. There's so many out there that people give into but just be really weary of where you're getting your health advice from and even if you are, you, did you ask? Like, I didn't ask. I never asked for health advice. And think, what do like people, people benefit? Yeah, people give into consumerism. Like, the reason that those industries or, like, those little companies, you know, under this big, in, like, industry umbrella, you yeah. know, health and fitness umbrella, the reason they exist is because it is easier to jump on board to those things because they work. Yeah. I'm not I'm not discrediting whether it works or not because it does. That's why, you know, they're as successful as they are. Yeah. But it's sort of like taking this into consideration just because it's easy doesn't mean it's necessarily good for you. Or it's going to last. Yeah. Majority of the time when you jump on like a diet, fad diet sort of thing, you're going to plateau mm. or you're going to gain the weight back plus more. So always take that into consideration as well. Just being on a diet fucks up your endocrine system or respiratory system. Especially as women need to be careful with what you consume. There are so many things that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else? Um, well, the other question we kind of answered throughout the whole podcast. Because <laughs> it literally was, why do people call out people's health choices without being asked? That's That sums it up. <laughs> that just summed up our whole thing. Yeah. Why do people do it? And then somebody asked, why call out people's food intake choices if they themselves are not food, food slash health? Wait, health or physical health conscious? Yeah, something like that. Why are you calling it? Fat shaming is another one. Even, you know know what, this is where... I struggle with fat shaming. This is like, coming off the back, if you haven't listened to our Pretty Privilege episode, Mm -hmm. right? So we're pretty much like ranting about, you know, fucking being pretty. But anyways, even when I was at my biggest, I still wasn't... Um, you know, I was big, but I was pretty. Yeah. So it wasn't like I was like completely, you know, a like, write off. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't a complete write off because, yeah. like, even though I was, my my body was larger. And this, just for context, if you look at me now, you're probably like, oh, she's never been overweight. I've been fucking overweight before. Do not come for me. Don't come for me with that one because I've been overweight pics, before. Pics, we're gonna put pics on Instagram. Ah, <laughs> uh, no one's seeing those pictures. No one. Um, but yeah, like it's. Fat shaming is like it's there's like a there's a gray area because it's like okay she's big but you know she's really beautiful yeah so I'm like oh we'll let her slide yeah oh, I don't know just shut the fuck up just don't be just talking don't comment, yeah. don't comment on people's unless bodies unless someone asks and if exactly. someone asks think yeah. do they want to hear the truth or do they want me to tell them what they want to hear yeah mm. yeah so what are we leaving people with um, oh look I go on don't psych- open your mouth unless you're eating <laughs> <laughs> so. On psychologytoday.com, I don't know why I love that. I have that app on my phone. But anyways, they they discuss like how to deal when advice is received. So if you're the one that's getting the advice, they say to ignore it. 
they say be honest about how you feel about being given unsolicited health advice. So how do you actually feel about that advice? Did you ask? Yeah. Um, and then another one was like work on accepting that people won't always behave the way you want them to. Yeah. So I guess it just depends. But if if you're listening to this, just stop policing people's bodies. Yeah. Nobody asked. Unless Especially children's. Especially, yeah, especially children. Like, it starts at a really young age. We're already fucked up. Let's not do this to the next generation. Flag life. (laughs) Pretty much. We didn't even spiral too much. I think we had... We didn't spiral too much. I mean, I could have got a little bit more political, but... But Maybe in future episodes. We'll do a part two. We'll leave it there. If you had any... um, more. I don't know. Feedback. Have a yeah, chat if you had that. any feedback, if you wanted to DM us, if we missed anything, let us know. If you want some advice, Rowan, he's happy to give it. Yes. For free. For free. Yeah, maybe I should promote that on my page. It's so now that I'm not giving like health advice for financial gain profit, yeah. like I'm I'm I, I feel a lot more content giving people advice for free. Mm. That's more ethical to me than working under the industry. Yeah. So if you want any um advice let me know, slide in my DMs or the page, whatever. I'll perfectly, I'll help you out. I will refer you to people if that's what you want. Yeah. Let me know. So talk to us on Let's Talk About It. LW.podcast LW. yeah. on Instagram. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts. And yeah. That's it. Thanks that's for listening. It. Bye. Bye. Bye.